Welcome to You're Not Wrong But, your weekly podcast from the road. I'm Emily. And I'm Donald. And we are here to bring you all the happenings of what we've been up to for, well, the past week or two or three, depending on when this gets out. Yeah, a little delayed here, but exciting news. Spotify did not kick us off the platform, so we're, we're back with, with week two. Heck yeah. All right, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Mount Hood, Portland, a mini trip to Catalina, and why we have too much gear. That sounds about right. Uh, before we jump into that, though, I want to just thank everyone who uh, reached out over the last couple weeks. Uh, we're really excited about this and, and hope you are, too. Uh, got some some good reviews and some funny notes from folks. So thank you for that. Uh, one quick logistical note. We are, as of this recording, I think basically up on all of the main platforms where you might listen to this. So Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Overcast, Stitch, Stitcher. Uh, so wherever you listen to your podcast, and if this is the first podcast you listen to, you have a plethora of options for your podcast player. But we are up and, and live. So we can even reach our international fans these days? We can reach our international fans, uh, especially those who do not have Spotify abroad, which All was right. a fun fact. Links will be uh, links for subscribing will be in the show notes. So take a look there. And then, as I mentioned in the last week, if you have any ideas, recommendations, or questions uh, for us to discuss on the show, send them our way, runcoachdon at gmail.com. All right. Shall we do it? Let's dive right in. All right. So we, uh, you know, we're we recording this, and let's just, to pull back, uh, as my friend Brian would say, to pull back the kimono for a second, <laughs> recording this on July or June 17th. So we're covering the week of Memorial Day and a little bit after there. So we're playing a little bit of catch up this week, but you'll see two, two podcasts um, up shortly. So talking about Memorial Day week, Portland, Catalina, uh, Mount Hood. Crater Lake. Uh, Crater, Lake. Crater Lake. Yeah. So we did a lot of driving, hit most of Oregon that week. So Let's just, let's start with Mount Hood and Crater Lake. What, what are your initial initial thoughts? What 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 do we do? Initial reactions, thoughts, reflections. Um, Crater Lake is beautiful. I think anyone who has seen a postcard of it can probably understand the you know a little bit of how beautiful it was. It was much snowier than we anticipated. I think the road had literally just opened up for us to drive down from the north. Um, but just an incredible reminder of cool things that happen, particularly with glaciers and yep. for rock formations and water um just some pretty incredible sites we only spent like what about an hour or two there hit the visitor center got our sticker got some some good views and uh headed up to mount hood yeah no crater lake was crater lake was great the one thing uh pre-planning on, on this road trip that i had been eyeing was uh, an mm. fkt of crater lake so fkt for those who don't know fastest known time Typically, um, typically done running, self-supported or un- or um, or supported by a crew, and the Crater Lake Loop I think is thirty-two plus miles, about just about a fifty k, with a good chunk of elevation. Good gain, chunk actually, of elevation, and you're already at elevation. I think five or six thousand. So that was hoping to be able to get that done, but uh, as Emily mentioned, only the one half of the road was plowed, which meant that none of the trails were really accessible already. So uh, got a sense for what might be a, a future trip to to Crater, but that was, um, irregardless of that and not getting to do that, had a, a really cool visit there. Uh, just it, pretty, was, it was our scouting trip. Yeah. Our scouting it, trip with FKT. It was the scouting trip, and 
the 0.5 miles of trail that we did, I will remember fondly when I'm... The couple false starts. Yeah. False hike starts. Exactly. So from there, moved on to, to a couple campsites, if I recall, right? A couple campsites around the Mount Hood area. Our first night, unfortunately, had probably every mosquito in the state of Oregon just hanging around the lake. Um, so we spent very limited time there. But... The next day I had a lovely hike up to a waterfall, which I'm not going to try to pronounce, and spent, I think, what was your first kind of full day at a campsite? Is that right? Yeah. And so I think we'll talk probably a little bit more about that later. But uh, yeah, just got to campsite probably around noon, uh, nice little area, set up shop, got a nap in, read, Always read, a nap. read my book, little bananagrams. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll probably touch on that a little bit later in the segment. Did get the grams in. Awesome. Yeah, no, that was a really beautiful campsite. You had a great fire going, just kind of a quintessential night under the stars, away from everything. Didn't think about our cell phones for at least 48 hours. Um, Just your your really, you know, typical cozy, cozy camp experience. Yeah, and it's funny how that happens where, you know, myself included, kind of glued to that phone whenever you're within cell service. And then as soon as you get out of self-service it's kind of like oh i forgot that's a thing don't even thing. remember it's a thing yeah so that that was nice it's a great feeling uh first fire um outdoors in a while and so we had to go back to the gas station to get more wood which um not was, a bad problem when you have. start your fire at 4 30 p.m and it stays late till 10 yeah <laughs> you need a lot of firewood that that is true Awesome. And then from Mount Hood, we made our way to Portland for a few days where we got a little bit more excitement than we bargained for. So our first couple hours in Portland, you know, we couldn't check into the Airbnb yet and thought, what would be a great thing to do? Go on a run, of course. Found a great little path in Forest Park, which for those of you who've never been to Portland, I think is 60 miles of trail within essentially a park within the city limits. So pretty awesome place. You know, we we were on this run. I was thinking it was my favorite trail I've run in in a really long time. Just beautiful, nice, nice, you know, runnable trail, moderate elevation gain. And we get back, and what do we find, Don? Unfortunately, some folks thought our car, which is uh, I mentioned last time, a nice little Subaru, uh, looked better without its passenger side window. So came back, window blown out, um, shattered glass all over the place. Yeah, so that was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, they took one bag and, you know, I, I've been saying this to, to friends who we've talked to and, and debriefed with, but uh, bad situation, not much to do about it. Our, our, our stuff was made largely intact uh, and none, neither of us got hurt. So I was pretty proud. Just that can be a, a frustrating moment and, and folks can get upset and, and get angry, but I think we handled it pretty well and uh, got the window fixed a little a few days later, but um Yeah. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, I suppose. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, when you have most perspective, of, I guess. Is yeah, more what fair. I was going for there. Perspective. Uh, when you have many of your belongings carrying around a truck, and I hope this is not an advertisement to future people to follow us and break more windows. But when you have a lot of things in your car, you know that's always a risk. And we got a little got a little careless after leaving the Bay Area, where you're really vigilant about it for two years, and we went through all the stages pretty quickly. Shock, anger being upset. And then, you know, we kind of figured out a plan of action, moved forward. Um, the idea was in, you know, the event was in the past and just really making sure we were focused on what was, what was going forward. And the fact that, you know, we probably should still get rid of a little bit more stuff. Yeah. That was definitely <laughs> encouragement to perhaps ship one more box of, of stuff along to, to Denver. Exactly. 
Portland Police Department still has not responded to, still to the report. Still has not responded, yeah. Not expecting that, not holding my breath, but... Not holding my breath either. You know, we, we do have the Fred number of the Fred Meyer where they spent $500. So we're yeah. thinking that, you know, we have some evidence, people. So if you work for or no one works with police, Portland Police Department, send them our way. Nancy Drew. Hit yeah, us up. exactly. Or yeah, uh, happy, happy to help out. But at the same time, um, not something we're going to dwell on. For sure. So spent the rest of Portland. Uh, I, Emily mentioned last time some Islanders hockey. Uh, we had two days in Portland, had some good food. Uh, ran along the river, good food, which good coffee, is nice. Uh, good river runs, yeah. So, and but uh, our our stay in Portland was largely me working. So. It was largely working, finding a place that'll fix the car in forty eight hours. Mm, right, that too. <laughs> and uh, hanging out, yeah, hanging out. So, so not so bad. And so, and then Emily, you know, Emily headed down to Catalina, which we'll talk about in a second. I will have to for the um, for. Portland getting a bad rap at the top of this uh, with the, the window. I will say the guys that fixed our window were were awesome. Salt of the earth. Uh, stealing my line. But yes, so salt of the earth guy named Scott uh, lived here all of his life. Just really friendly guy and helped me to um, to talk. had a little talk therapy about the car. So so that was good. And, and uh, I had a, a incredible burrito while I waited. So that, that always has. I think I heard about that burrito. Yeah. A plus burrito. 12 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Well, as, as our listeners will know, um, from Scott Fowle, great runner out of Northern Arizona, uh, every burrito starts at 10 out of 10. So, uh, this one, if I, if I recall, 11 out of 11 out of 10. Okay. Okay. So pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. We'll take it. So, and Emily, where'd you head off to from, from Portland? Yeah, so I left Dawn and all the rest of our things that didn't get stolen on the road and took my first flight in 15 months, which That's was right. very evident when I tried to bring a full Nalgene of water through security because forgot about rules um, and had to chug that right beforehand, but got to head down to LA and actually over to Catalina Island with uh, three of my best friends from high school. This was our seventh annual what we call glamping trips, although we've realized we've never actually gone glamping, which I'm pretty sure is glamorous camping. This was just camping. Uh, stayed in a nice little campsite about a mile and a half from town. Did all the all the things you do on Catalina, hiking, biking, you know, playing cards. Got to go explore Avalon a little bit. Jumped in the water. Um, all the all the events that make up a really relaxing trip with friends. It was the first time we got to you know, sleep in a tent less than six feet away from each other and just as long as well. So it was just a really lovely time away, kind of away from it all, but still um, adding some new exciting activities that we hadn't done before. Fun fact, um, there are, it's a 25 year wait list to get a car on Catalina Island, which I learned. And I don't think you'd want to bring one because Don, do you know how much gas costs on the island? I do not. Do you have any idea? Any guess? All right. Well, let's say the nation average right now is three fifty, and I'm going to say four twenty. Six seventy five. That. So you do not want to be driving around any sort of gas guzzler on that island, um, which is really cool because everyone just drives around golf carts instead, and it makes for you know a nice, safe walking island experience. But yeah, that was kind of my one my one fun fact I took away from the weekend. Yeah. And you, you were in a car, though, uh, on the island. I we were in a car. You had a little bit of a character that we taking did. you We did. Um, I wish there was a great description of some sort of character that I would know, but I'm really bad at thinking of those types of names. But we 
got to the island and the first thing we did was go on a bike ride from the airport on Catalina Island, which I also didn't know was, was there, um, back down to Avalon on a little, on some mountain bikes. Um, although we were mostly on road and to get up there, it's a 40 minute drive one way to start. And we had a character who'd been living on the island, you know, a guy had been living on the island since the seventies, seven of his 10 grandchildren were still on the island. And I think he stopped pretty much every 35 seconds to point out some bird or flower or view or bison. Um, and for someone who gets a little car sick when you're jerking around and winding roads, uh, definitely made the car ride for a little longer, but his entertaining stories made it all worth it. So it was, in fact, my first time in a car on the island. Very nice. And yeah, so, so that was yeah, that was so a lot of fun and flew back to meet Don where yeah. we are now. Yeah, and so we're, yeah, we're in Bellingham, Washington, so just... Uh, about an hour plus north of Seattle, and we'll cover what we will. We've been here for just about two weeks. We'll cover that in the next pod. Keep you, keep you waiting. Keep it on your toes. Yeah, exactly. I know it. The people <laughs> need to know. Oh, they do. All right. Next segment. Our, our rose thorn bud got a lot of love on this one last time. A lot of people disagreeing with Emily's take on sports on the radio. So just on the record. Uh, on the record, I'm wrong, apparently. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it. I did not think it was going to be that hot of a take, but ooh, I really get it now. We'll have to we'll have to rank the hottest takes at the end of this or something like that, because that is definitely making a run for the money. That early, early uh, leader in the clubhouse. There. Early leader. All right. So, Emily, we, you know, we talked about Mount Hood, Crater Lake, Portland, a little bit about Catalina. Give me uh, give me a rose from that from that week. Oh, there's so many roses. You know, I think. Uh, the one just that comes to mind is spending time with friends in close proximity, you know, being able to hug them, hold them, et cetera. Um, that's going to be my rose, I think, of this whole trip. So I'm not going to go too much into detail there. We got a little camp stove for the first time. We've only ever had a jet boil. And so we're able to do a lot more while we're camping or backcountry, which is nice. And we, as you know, I think we talked about on the last Picky Bars on the first episode is a favorite brand of ours. And we brought some of their pancake mix, made some pancakes every morning of camping for that week. And mm, there's nothing like, you know, sitting around a campsite, eating some pancakes, yeah. uh, just enjoying a nice slow morning. So that must, I think that's gonna be my rose. Yeah, that's a good one. And again, having the the jet boil when you go back country is obviously critical. But when you are you know, car camping, like we are for a, a good portion of this uh Upgrade into the the two burner is a big deal. So Game changer two burner iron uh, iron cast cast iron. We got Rex. Yeah, it. it uh, <laughs> I can't argue with that. On my side, I we talked about it a little bit already. I'll go with my rose being the full day at the campsite. Uh, we our trips of our previous trips that I've been on have always seemed to find myself getting to the campsite at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, pitching a tent, sleeping, and literally being up at four or five, six to get to the next spot, whether it's a hike or whatnot. So have not really gotten to enjoy that true campsite feel in a, in a few years. So that was awesome. Like I mentioned earlier, did some good leisure activities, just had a nice evening and something I, uh, I'm sure we'll debate this at some point over the summer, but thinking <laughs> about like, we stayed at a different place that we'll get to like RV pull behind, like having that ability is kind of Set, set, um, set up shut up shop set up shop yeah, for, for a longer few, periods of time right for a few yeah. days is, is, a, is really appealing to me so that that'll be my rose uh and speaking can't 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 go a few minutes without talking about the islanders but big islanders win over the bruins in the quarterfinals so they're headed to the semis uh as we speak one one playing tonight so by the time this pod goes up 
there will hopefully be a few of them series. But those are my two big wins of the last that week. I imagine they're just going to go, go, go to, through the finals just to spite me and my disregard for <laughs> sports radio. That might be my case. <laughs> uh, we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, on the thorn, I'll, I'll, I'll keep rolling here because this one's pretty simple. Uh, the window was a tough one. Yeah, that just, uh, like I said, we had a pretty good perspective about it, but it's just not, doesn't get, doesn't, doesn't change, well. change the fact that it's not a nuisance. And uh, yeah, that was, a, so that's going to be my thorn for this week. I think it's also, I mean, it felt a bit violating. It was my backpack that got stolen. And so not all, you know, there was not much inside, thankfully. Um, but you still know someone has your stuff. It feels a little, they were in your car. It feels a little yeah. not great. Totally. I'll, I'll take that, take that thorn. Um, that would probably be mine as well. But knowing that, uh, you were probably going to use that one. I had to come up with another, I think the biggest thing we've, we've talked about a lot and would love actually listener recommendations or reflections or thoughts on this, but road trips, super fun, super adventurous, lots of excitement, not relaxing. When we first started planning this trip, we had a conversation about how Don thought this would be a very relaxing trip, just kind of, you know, going through the summer at our own leisurely pace. And I said, no, no, no. And he said, well, then why are we doing this? And I reiterated the fun, the excitement, the adventure, the seeing new places, spending time together, creating new memories, all great things, not relaxing. You know, there's the packing and unpacking, the risks, the never-ending laundry, all that stuff. And there are definitely first world problems, but I think it's just uh, the nature. I think we're feeling the nature of the road trip now that we're a few weeks in and it doesn't change anything of, you know, what we're, what we're hoping to do, what we're excited about, but uh, I'll throw, it's kind of a, a broader category of the window. And if any listeners have suggestions or recommendations on, you know, things, road trip hacks, I'll call them. Maybe we can start a segment on that. Yeah. No, that, uh, me saying this trip is going to be relaxing will go down as one of the <laughs> wrong takes of 2021. It is a hot take. Speaking of hot takes, quick interjection. Um, based Who on, are you interjecting? Just, I, you, just, you and I. just, just us. I'm interjecting <laughs> you. Uh, I had a, one of my friends that I was with in Catalina. I don't know if she didn't ever use the phrase hot take before, but she just called them controversial, uncontroversial takes or controversial, uncontroversial statements. So something that you think is uncontroversial but is controversial. I'm probably mixing those two up. But if I call it a controversial, uncontroversial take, that's what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with You're hot, take. hot take. Okay, sounds good. You, you switching that, might be a, a hot, hot take, take in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. All right. Uh, I don't have like a, a bud burning question this week, but uh, I, I see you might. So what? Uh, what's the question that popped up in your head when thinking about this week? I mean, this is going to be the last time we harp on the window, um, but mine was more I just... I swear the window is not a big <laughs> it deal. It is not a big deal if you could only see Don's hands. But, <laughs> but my question, but my burning question, I was genuinely curious, why don't car alarms go off when windows are broken? You'd think it's a pretty common occurrence, window, you know, car alarms would be a good idea, but so I, did, I looked into this. Apparently, you essentially have to open the door to set off an alarm, something about wires, you know, all that good stuff. Definitely don't understand that. Um, and apparently some very, very high-end cars have glass break sensors, but 99% of cars don't. And I imagine our Subaru falls into that category. Um, we actually... We don't have to imagine it. We have to imagine it. It, 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 it clearly did not fall in that category. That's true. So if anyone has the million-dollar idea of how to... Uh, make affordable glass break centers for Subarus. We are all in. Uh, we 
This is not the first time our car has been broken into when we were actually beginning our last road trip together, which is about two, two summers ago. The night before we left, we had someone break into our car and steal some cash from the center console um, because apparently high-tech thieves can also break into locked cars using a code reader, which essentially reads your key fob over the airways and unlocks the car. So another tip that I found was manually lock the car when you can. So learning all about car safety these days. That's it. This is for everyone else. This is the last time I'll talk talk about the car window. That's my bad. It's a good car one. safety. Yeah. And I also, my I was talking to my mother about this and she asked I think a similar question which is maybe why this came up, but I said like I stopped for a second after she asked the question of like, well didn't the alarm go off? And I was like, it did not. And I don't know why. Exactly. It's just, you know, you think you know everything about this car that you've been trying to figure out for months and Simple yeah. questions unanswered. Yeah, my my one I'll 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 throw something else out there after hearing your bud and thinking about the time where we got some cash stolen in DC. If you had a, you know, a lot of cash that was upwards of a couple hundred dollars, do you think it's safer in the middle middle console of your car or in your back pocket in your wallet? That is a great question. How often do we lose a wallet? I don't know. I think it's probably close. Now that I say that, that is probably close. I, I don't know which one. Would... You're saying in your wallet in your back pocket, not like just in your back pocket. Right. Yeah, in, okay. your, in your wallet, whether it's in your you know, purse, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Are you more likely to lose your wallet or are you more likely to have Get your car, car broken, broken into? into? If anyone so, has any insight into that, someone do, someone do the numbers. Don at gmail.com. Someone do the numbers. Alan, talking to you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we uh, we did our guesstimates last week. This week, we're going to look at, at Gear Talk real quick. Um, this is a new segment that I thought would be a little bit fun to do. We've obviously got a lot of gear in the car. and Again, not an advertisement for anyone following us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but was kind of thinking how, uh, you know, we thought we need all these things at the beginning of the trip. What do we actually need? What things have we had to acquire that have actually been really useful? Uh, so we're going to kind of run with the gear talks uh, segment for the next few episodes until we run out of gear, which probably won't happen. So for this first one that uh, we're not, I'm not going to cover anything, uh, not going to highlight something, kind of going to ask, you know, a few questions and, and we'll go from there. So, uh, Emily, on your thoughts, like what has been more useful than you expected it to be when we, when we started? That is a great question. I think the, uh, the two burner stove, I'll say I was a little hesitant. I've never actually brought one car camping have always just kind of made do and it was uh definitely a little game changing so i'm gonna have to go with that and then i think uh the games i think just having games that you can turn to shout out bananagrams shout out card games um shout out welcome to if anyone is interested look it up pretty fun i think you know they're simple they're small and they get used a lot more than you think they would those are my two what about you that's good um one that I probably will come back to again and again is uh, I just got a new watch, the uh, mm. Garmin Phoenix 6S, I believe, 6, uh, and loved my old running watch. It was still working. I usually don't like to, to buy something new when something else is still working. But as we got on this trip, started doing some more trail runs, started hiking, and I don't like to run on my phone, don't like to really have you know electronics with me, but my old watch couldn't read maps and that 
uh, couldn't read maps and also did not have really a notification system. Any sort of safety. Right. Some safety features. And so when the uh, ultramarathon tragedy in China happened, Mm kind of raised a red flag for me. Like maybe I should think it, look about, look into some, some different watches. And so have had that watch for a few weeks now. That one is, um, it's not more useful than I expected because I expected it to be useful, but it is at, it is at the at level of, usefulness. Uti- at, of utility. Yeah. <laughs> and so. it, and it makes me feel a little better. So. Yeah. And win, I, win, win. Yeah. I can just push a button and it texts Emily, which is always, uh, something always he's not going to abuse because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, all right. What, uh, anything that's been less useful than you expected? I will say it hasn't been not useful, but the really was hoping to get more use out of the yoga mat. I think I really got into yoga over COVID, like, you know, millions of other people that are not listening to this, but, you know, probably also got into yoga. Um, you mean there's not millions of people listening to this? Right. I shouldn't tell them. Uh, and also used for stretching, strength, et cetera. Really thought that in these, you know, relaxing times, the road trip would be doing a lot more of that. And you really just end up hanging out more than you end up on your yoga mat. So trying to be more intentional about, about using that, um, make it as useful as it could be. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my, on my end, I'm looking at it right now. It's probably, and you'll, if when you hear the next question, you'll be shocked that I didn't use this answer for the next question, but it's probably the 16 books I brought on this trip. Uh, and that's not an exaggeration. That is the count of the number of books yeah. sitting in this room right now. So I I, I love hardcover books. It's a, a, a fault of mine. And I wouldn't call it a fault. I'd call it a fault in your travel approach. Sure, sure, sure. And basically when I was sitting down for this trip, I was like, oh, I'm going to be relaxing. I'm going to read a lot. I'm going to <laughs> you know, get through a bunch of books. And so I was like, oh, 16 feels like a good number for a four-month road four trip. Four-month road trip. One a week. Um, yeah. And then the issue came, well, do I get all like memoirs or nonfiction or running books or whatever that might be. And so I couldn't decide on just having a few of one of them. So I kind of got a few of all of them. And by God, I mean, I had been acquiring these, you know, from Christmas and some books I hadn't read yet. So, you know, I did not go out and buy 16 books for this road trip, but uh, we're currently at one out of 15 out of 16 done. And we're a month, just about a month in. So the ratio or the, um, it's trending in the wrong direction. The pace is trending in the wrong direction. But uh, maybe we can turn that around. I, I think, and part of it, I'm going way too down a rabbit hole. We've lost everyone at this point. <laughs> but like the books I was reading did not like draw my attention, right? There are certain books where you can pick yeah. it up and be like, oh, I'm going to crank through this in three days. And I've it's been a little bit more of a... A slow uh, burn. A slow burn for exactly. We're going to... So yeah, if I have any book recommendations, I won't give them to Don, but I'll take them so that when he needs a book to grab his attention... I'll get it. I feel like that's something that's happened is uh, over the course of our relationship is I've been like, oh, this book looks awesome. I buy it. I haven't read it yet, but Emily's read it. I think there's at least five to 10 of this. That I can name just that in a snap. Y- yeah. You have read that I bought for myself. Great book. So keep at it, everyone. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing for this one. What is the, uh, the most absurd th- thing that we brought? Uh, on this theme of not potentially exercising as much as we thought or not exercising indoors, I'll say, as much as we thought, uh, the kettlebells probably could have done without them. I think uh, I have yet to use them. Do you have you have yet to use them? Uh, I use them once or twice since okay. we've been here. So they've they got a little use, but yeah. They, uh, they weigh a lot. 15 pounds and yeah. 30 pounds, so 45. They weigh a lot. Check that math. But yeah, that that's fair. Uh, as a runner, right? 
strength is important. It is. Probably could do some body weight for the summer. Probably could. But here we are. And so, uh, Brian, if you're listening to this, you're going to get some new, get some new kettlebells, get some kettlebells here in a month when we, when we make it to Denver. Uh, all right. My side, I I don't know if this is oversight or you're letting me fall on the sword here, but, uh, the Vitamix was by far (laughs) the most absurd thing that was brought this trip. I think we literally did the math of, you know, say there's a intangible cost of X number of dollars a day of carrying it all summer versus the cost of actually buying smoothies plus the ingredients that we did. We did some comparison. We came out on the wrong side. I'll just say that. And to be fair, we haven't bought a lot of smoothies yet. But exactly. When we were in D.C., a place called South Block made these really good smoothies. I'll say smoothies. And so we started making a lot of them. Uh, and we've had a lot of smoothies in our lifetime. We put that Vitamix to good use. Yes. Yeah, so, so the Vitamix was a great purchase, but over the last year, just moving around, have not been making as many. And in my head, I was thinking, how can I save costs on this trip? Because if I pay 10 bucks for a smoothie, even once a week, that's literally the price of a new Vitamix. That is. So, uh, but to your point, there is an inherent cost associated to space in a taking up space in a finite amount of space. <laughs> and we overestimated that. Certainly did. So uh, the Vitamix got shipped. Within four days of leaving Berkeley. Basically, yeah. So that was uh, that was not my best look. Uh, I'll, I'll add two more that are honorable mentions. Probably the yoga pillow that I, I sit on for my meditation. Wasn't going wasn't gonna, to uh, uh, dig into you on that one. To the list, speaking of other things for comfort, uh, I call it a boyfriend pillow. It's I don't a know. Pillow. It's a boyfriend pillow uh, that I used to. Imagine the one in Pottery Barn Teen where it's on the bed and you lean back and you're kind of reading in bed. That sort of, that one. I think it's all ages here. I am. I'm just saying it was a really heavily, you know, serviced yeah, in Pottery yeah. Barn Teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So th- that's a little Although bit. Although our hosts have been making use of it. So yeah. at least we can give some comfort to them. Exactly. That, there we go. Um, that. Is this, that's this week's gear talk. And I think we'll, we'll shift gears next week to kind of start dialing into oh, God. That was bad. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll shift to kind of t- talking about a specific item each week yeah. and, and give a little bit more, maybe detail. get a little more debate in. Yeah. Uh, Too much agreement in this section. Yeah. But all right. That, so that is, that is week two on the road trip. What's next. We're, we're currently in Bellingham. Emily has been here back from Catalina, like we mentioned. Um, we're going to run back a, basically a Bellingham episode that will have been here for two weeks. Bellingham, Staying, Seattle. Bellingham, Seattle. Some national parks. That's a good point. Exciting stuff. We're trying to keep you hooked. Yes, exactly. So we'll have we'll have plenty on that one. Might even have a special guest. Um, we're not going to give it away to, again, get you to come back. But we, Fingers crossed. We fingers might have, crossed. You might not have to listen to just the two of us next week. I think everyone will be a little excited about that. Awesome. And so, uh, yeah. All right. Well. Week two. Week in, two. In the books. We did it. In the books that I won't, I won't read. In the books that you won't read that are just going to sit in our car all summer. All right. All right. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. Again, anything, any questions, comments, uh, ideas, run coachdon at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing it all. This has been You're Not Wrong. But. Have a good week. See you, everyone.